This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Welcome to IA Forward. Now, if you've been listening to us for a while, you'll remember that we had some drama over some stakes. You're going to make me mad today. It's what your goal is. Your goal is to turn my mood into this incredible, wonderful, holiday cheerful mood to kind of just getting aggravated about my stakes aren't here. Okay, I'm going to call you out on you being in an incredible, wonderful holiday mood. Let's start there. Christmas is my favorite season, pure and simple. And I figured out why I was uh, sitting in the living room, really doing nothing the other day and just didn't do a thing and felt lazy and was kind of complaining that I felt lazy to my wife. I just watched her decorate the tree and decorate the house, and that's what I love to do. I know I can get called out for being a lazy husband, lazy man here, but the reality of it is is that part of my joy is watching our house become this decorated thing and just watching my wife do this magic while I do nothing except drink way too much coffee during the day and keep the fire burning. That's literally what my job is, is to keep the fire lit in the fireplace and crackling. She and I actually had a conversation last week over what it took to make these transformations happen. Our moms didn't necessarily do this. Like our moms had a tree. They weren't themed. They just put ornaments on them and they were pretty. But that this is something that our generation has created that we spend days completely transforming our houses into this winter wonderland thing. Our moms did not have six, seven, eight trees in the house. They had a tree. And maybe as a child, you might have had a little tree in your room. Right. That's what we had at my house. I had a little one in my room and then the big one. But the little one in your room probably sit on a desk or a chest drawer or something. It probably didn't sit on the floor because it was literally like two foot high at best. But we have multiple trees in our house. Okay, so back to your stakes. You know who you are if you listen to our podcast. And I don't have my stakes that you gave as a gift. We won't name the insurance company marketing rep, but you know who you are. And the stakes are not here. I have an anniversary trip coming up that we take every year. I normally take these steaks, which are incredible. On this anniversary trip, I grill these steaks with mushrooms and we make this incredible meal. And it is, I mean, my mouth is watering thinking about it. And for the second year in a row, it's mid-November and there's no steaks. And my heart is aching and breaking and I am severely disappointed. So if you haven't sent the stakes yet, bless your heart. Let's get those in the mail as quickly as possible. There is time to totally redeem yourself. The interesting thing about this though is if you think about the number of people that they're sending stakes to and the packages come with really nice steak knives and all the accoutrement and everything, the amount of money that we as business owners spend on marketing during the holidays can be absolutely crazy. 
I think it's totally ridiculous. Now, I don't think it's ridiculous that I get my stakes, but I do think it's ridiculous how much money that is spent out there. There's businesses, there's whole industry, subculture, sort of subset of industry marketing. This is what they do. They make 80%, 90% of their revenue over the next little bit, maybe October through December. And it's incredible, the amount of money. And the thing that could enter somebody's mind is, man, he's a Scrooge. He's not in the Christmas spirit. I mean, the whole point is, I mean, obviously better to give than receive. And I I am all about that. But this is a lot of money. And is it necessary? And you know, my deal about authenticity. My question is, is it authentic to give these gifts the way that we're giving them today? Is it really the way it should be? Or is it just check that off the box? We did it. We spent the money. Or are you going to have people out there like me with the stakes who truly appreciated it? And now I don't get them anymore. So what you started something and now you've stopped it. And if you would have never started it in the first place, I wouldn't know. But now that you started it and you killed it, well, now I'm heartbroken. So it made a severe impact in the way I feel about not getting the stakes. I love sending gifts. This is my season. But from a business perspective, I will say I started doing some things a little bit differently years and years ago. And I found that it worked really well for me. Of course, it's a little bit late in the season to even bring this up, but something to to calendar for next year. I learned that if I did things around Thanksgiving, that people noticed it more. Everybody brings stuff at Christmas. You are bombarded as a business owner with all of your vendors bringing you gifts during December. And unless something really stands out like your steaks, you don't know who brings what. Please tell me you've seen this movie, Christmas Vacation. Of course I have seen Christmas Vacation. Absolutely. So the scene in my mind is when Clark brings the gift to the boss that sits at the end of a 50 foot long table and he says, just put it over there with the others. And it's the same exact gift. I have this visual in my mind and I know I am married to a gift giver love language and I know you're a gift giver and I am not a gift giver. There needs to be this truly authentic application to the gift process, especially around this season. This is not where the mass gift giving should happen. The mass gift giving without true thought put into it is basically companies wasting their money. So I'll tell you what I did for years for my clients. My father is the frying turkey master. He is the best. This is what he does. And he built this contraption that fries four turkeys at a time. So if you do that, and then we have two separate turkey fryers. So in all essence, he can fry six turkeys at a time. And so my father, the week of Thanksgiving, would fire the turkey fryers up. And this is love for your child. And he would fry turkeys for me all week long. And I would take fresh fried turkeys to my customers for the week of Thanksgiving. Fantastic. There's this effort. And look, this is a hypocritical statement because I'm not a huge gift giver. But when I think about the effort that is put in to something, it changes everything. 
because it's kind of mass customization in a way. You're not buying something off Amazon to be shipped to the customer. You're actually in this environment where you have a family member, you have someone that is this expert turkey fryer. He's doing it. You're getting them and you're delivering them. Am I getting that right? Yes. Okay. I get the logistics of it, but I think it's this drop ship thing. Did you do any good? Did it work? Did the customer appreciate it? Absolutely. Because when I retired from that industry and came to work for you, people actually have reached out and said, hey, how do I get one of your dad's turkeys? And so I have people that now dad fries their turkeys and and takes them to them because he loves to do that. But on December 23rd and on the morning of Christmas Eve, I used to go around and take a loaf of fresh baked banana bread or cookies or things that I made to my customers to have for Christmas or Velveeta fudge. I did Velveeta fudge a lot. If you want my recipe for Velveeta fudge, which sounds really disgusting, but is absolutely amazing. I will post that to our social media, but doing something that you have made, that you have done, that you have created. And guys, I know you're rolling your eyes at me right now. That's okay. It makes a difference. You created a world where your turkeys were my steaks. When you were gone, when you stopped, they missed it. That's my point. If it were to stop, would your customers miss what you were doing? In my position as a national sales manager, I did have a ton of clients that were not local. Obviously, I did not ship them fried turkeys to Atlanta or Chicago or L.A., For those people, I did always get local gifts. We had a local pecan farmer that would do homemade chocolate-covered pecans using his family's recipe that predated the Civil War. I always tried to find something that was so completely unique that they couldn't get anywhere else. For instance, there in Angelina County, Texas, you know, it would be really neat to do something with the Chicka Stick Company. Yeah, Atkinson Candy, based right here in in Lufkin? Yeah, absolutely. Or you could just send them steaks. Because you have cows in Lufkin? (laughs) Absolutely. We've got lots (laughs) of cows. We've got lots of cows. And if you send them steaks, then you're free to drop ship. Everything goes out the window. You can drop ship all the steaks you want. I'll give out my address if you want it. You know, feel free to do that. So while we're talking about Christmas, I actually really like to spread out the timing on this. Like I said, everybody gets gifts at Christmas. At Integra, I know we do this. I know we send uh, Christmas cards that we take pictures of our entire staff and send that out to make sure that people remember that we're people. But I love to do things for other holidays. I just think that it's so much more memorable when someone gets something from me at Easter or Thanksgiving or Mardi Gras. I'm a Louisiana girl, so when I send people things for Mardi Gras that are from out of state, it's very memorable because they don't get that from anybody else. So I love to send things, small things, even if it's a card for different holidays because it's so unexpected. And I think people notice it more than the huge influx of items that they get right after Thanksgiving. I love our Thanksgiving card. I love the idea of doing something that's a little bit against the grain or out of the norm because everyone's doing it one certain way. Then that's really at the core of what we're talking about here. All kidding aside is doing something that stands out. And if you're going to do something, do it well and do it 
in a way that makes you unique and creates this awareness. If you just want to do it with everyone in the mass because you have a message you want to send, fine. If you want to make your Christmas card or your Christmas gift sort of a gospel message or, you know, what Christmas is really about, I get that. But if you are doing this for marketing reasons, then find that place where you can be unique. Find your fried turkeys. Find your Thanksgiving thing or your New Year's thing or your Easter thing. Something that is going to be a little bit different. I'm talking to my guys, especially on this one. So many times when I'm talking to agents, they'll ask me, what should I be doing? What should I be taking to my customers? And I always ask the question, well, what are you doing now? Or what have you been doing? They take donuts. For me, as a female, let me just say, don't bring me donuts. Stop taking donuts. I know they're cheap. I know it's easy. But donuts have a negative connotation that most people don't think about. So here's the thing. Donuts come in. Most females are in some way, shape, form, or fashion watching what they eat. And lots of men do too, right? So the donuts come in, we get this little dopamine, warm and fuzzy, oh yay. Well, then we're either staring at them all day long, wishing that we could eat a donut, or we eat the donut, and then we feel really guilty about eating the donut for whatever reason. And so I think donuts are a really, really terrible idea in Everybody does it. Should we send steaks with the donuts? Steaks are more ketogenic. Even if you send steaks, these donuts are a bad idea. Okay, got it. But I, I will say I, I've kind of learned I have a really easy, super easy breakfast casserole that you can get these really cheap, small aluminum pans and just whip up this breakfast casserole. You dump it in a pan, you bake it, you take it, you take it unbaked whatever. And and then you leave a card that has the recipe of that breakfast casserole on there and your information. Taking that extra 20 minutes to create something that is unique and different that people are going to love. It goes back to that whole concept of authenticity and doing something slightly different. Just think about your office. How many people in your office would love if one of our carrier reps walked in with a homemade breakfast casserole and a card with the recipe on it. It'd be awesome. The donut thing is one that I've historically not understood. But as I got older, and maybe this is a problem, (laughs) and maybe I shouldn't eat this donut, I get it. And I think that it's one of those things that we do, but we can't answer why we do it. We do it because that's what everybody does. We have Donut Fridays here. The problem that I've noticed and observed through the years of Donut Fridays is the Donut Fridays have kind of shrunk in terms of quantity required. So people aren't eating as many donuts or we're not eating donuts. But I don't have the guts yet to switch that to veggie tray or something a little better Friday. It feels like I need to do something, but I don't know what that is. So while we're talking about Christmas, let's talk about Christmas gifts for employees. Let's talk about Christmas bonuses. I know that we get those questions a lot from our agents. You know, what should we be doing for our Christmas parties? What should we be doing as far as Christmas bonuses? My take on this is a little bit inherited. My dad was, it was really important to him that he give a Christmas bonus. And a long time ago, 
it always came with the sort of statement, connotation, implied issue of this year where you're able to give this bonus, it's a bonus. Because there's all this thing of, well, what if you can't afford to do it? What if there's a year where you can't afford to do this? And again, I want to bring forth the visual of Christmas vacation, because I think it's very important here. I believe that the gift that the CEO on the movie um, gave was the jelly donut or the donut of the month club or something like that. The jelly of the month club. The jelly of the month club. And Clark has this pool that he's gone out on a limb to build and pay for. And he's waiting on this bonus check. It doesn't come. And he gets the jelly of the month club. And so here's the thing about that from my view. It is a bonus. Once you've started a bonus program, especially a holiday, a Christmas time of year bonus, you are making a commitment that in good times and in bad, that you are going to do this. That was my dad. That's how I grew up in the business. That's what I learned. And that's how I see it. I would not be comfortable stopping a Christmas bonus without significant notice to our people at this stage in the game. And I think that's something that is just me. I don't know how people feel about this, if everybody agrees with this or not. I think this that I'm talking about, though, is completely different than some type of compensation structured bonus where a bonus based on your performance is rewarded. I think that's totally different what I'm talking about. I'm talking about we give a Christmas bonus because it's Christmas and because it was something that we decided to start doing and it started small and it's something now that is pretty standardized and we think it's very important. But it is not based on performance. It's based on the fact that you are here, period. One of the reasons I think that you're able to do that, though, is you keep a very high standard for your team year round. You're not a, we're going to do a performance review every quarter kind of org. We expect very high standards year round. We do what I consider we should be doing. Annual reviews and performance reviews are lazy management skills. We should be doing what we want to do is we should be in constant evaluation, so to speak. And it's a little, you know, more of a management perspective, leadership, more more than management. And I just don't like annual reviews. I don't like performance reviews. And I think that that's one of the things that's different for people that come here from another place is they've been used to that. And then when they don't get that, a lot of times we have to talk through it. Like, here's why. This is what I don't love. And it becomes one of these things about, hey, it's time for your annual review. You remember seven months ago, you really sucked it up. And that's why you're not going to get a raise this year. That's terrible. My deal about annual reviews or performance reviews is if if somebody's getting a negative review, it should be done at that time. It's like getting onto your kids a month later after they did something wrong. It just doesn't make any sense. And so I'm not a big annual review, performance review place, but I think it's a time of year thing for us. It's who we are. It's part of the spirit that we are trying to portray to our people. It's part of who we are. I love that you do a Christmas bonus and then you also do a gift from the family. I think that both of those coming from the family is an extension of the culture that you have created. I love it when you say the family makes us sound like we're, you know, 
part of the Corleone family or something like we are not gangsters for the record um, <laughs> I am not the godfather but it's just funny when you say the family like that I think that's I think that's funny I think that's also just something of appreciation that we like to do that we want to do that we will continue to do and it's hard to be unique and be thoughtful around that because it's like okay what are we doing what are we doing this year you know and there is a lot of thought that goes into it but it's also like that's too close to that thing we did two years ago. We do go through this sort of discussion. It's not easy. It matters what you do with your people. I think it matters what you do with your customers is that you actually put some thought into it. Don't just throw money at it. Don't just throw money at it. Right. So let's talk employee Christmas parties. This is one of those things that I don't think I understand the outside world. There's this sort of bubble. This is my only job that I've ever had for 27 years. And it's the only culture that I've been a part of. And I've been able to create that culture. But I hear stories. I hear Christmas story. Oh, yeah. We could we could do a whole podcast around this one from the radio and marketing and advertising world. Oh, yeah. Of course, that might have to come with a non-PG label. I know that we're a conservative company. I know that we are conservative family. I know our culture is conservative. And so I feel like our Christmas party is sort of this kumbaya kind of thing. Like I'm not ignorant to the fact that we we have this really, really cool, I think, fun. We have a lot of fun with it. But it is not wild, crazy, live band, show up drunk, type stuff. This is not the Christmas party that we host. And we try to do our best to bring Christ into it, make sure the reason, you know, the original reason for Christmas in the first place is there and well known, but we have fun. I think the definition of what that fun looks like, we're a little insulated to just because of the culture. I know you can say that we are not the norm. Absolutely. I want to tell you a funny story about our Christmas party last year, though. You probably don't know this. So, For our listeners, last year during our Christmas party, we always play these really fun games during our Christmas party. And last year we played Christmas Family Feud. And there were two different teams and you had your five people just like you did in Family Feud, right? Shane was on one side and then we had a a group with his five people and, and our side had a group. And our team was petrified of who had to be across from you for family feud because what if they beat you and I mean there was this whole discussion about which one of us and I was like well I'll do it you know that didn't bother me they were like are you sure like and I'm, I'm like yeah but it was so interesting to me the dynamic of the other people on our team that didn't want to have to go against you because you were the boss at the Christmas party they were afraid of that I thought it was just the pure knowledge that was just flowing out of my brain that they were scared of it was an amalgam of the two. Okay, okay. And if they would have just showed up with stakes, it would have been fine. There you go. There you go. The last thing I kind of want to talk about as far as Christmas marketing is the agency open house. Don't do it. It's painful. People are busy. People are so incredibly busy. Now, I love the idea of if you're sending out a Christmas card and inviting people specifically, you know, stop by, come see us. And you have some kind of wassail that you're keeping in the crock pot with ginger cookies, something like that where people can drop by at their convenience. But the idea of the specific holiday open house, we want you to come by on Thursday 
between three o'clock and five o'clock and experience the holiday season with us, people just usually don't attend those anymore. You think that is different post-COVID too? I mean, have I assume we're going to have some wassail and sit around and reminisce about, where did that even start? I have no idea, but I hear from agents all the time, hey, we're thinking, can you help me create a invitation for our open house? And then, you know, I try to have this conversation with them. And then they call me the week after and they were like, well, no one, no one came. Well, it's people are so crazy busy during the holidays. So is there, is is there an substitute or is that just one we just check off the list and say we're not doing that. I think we check that off the list and say we're not doing that. I like a little wassail though. If you want to have wassail in the office, you know, invite people to drop by during a week or something. But okay, if you got an agency open house or if you got a business open house the week before Christmas to stop by and have cookies, are you going to go? No, I'm not going. Yeah, you know, I think the other thing is, do you have customers come by regularly anyway? I mean, if you're a Main Street business and people are always in your office, then have have wassail and or have something always there for that week leading up to Christmas and then just offer it when they come in. I don't think you have to do a special thing. But if you're not a walk in type of office in the first place, why are you doing that? Take a deep breath. Let it go. I think we do this stuff because we think we're supposed to. Yeah, it's because we've done it because the people before us did it and we've seen other people doing it. But there are just so many things about business that has changed in the last two decades. I think maybe we're trying to hold on to some of those traditions. But this is one of those traditions that creates stress for you and for the people that feel like they have to attend then it creates stress for them. But for most people, those invitations just either go in the garbage can or they go on the Christmas card board, but it's just too much. Or the person in the office that you require to put it together while they're doing their regular job. Talk about stress creation. Not good. I do want to give a shout out to one of our agents, Reed Insurance in Vidalia, Louisiana. They have an event the first Friday of December where everyone brings boxes for Operation Grits for their agency's big philanthropic project. Now, I think that's different than just your basic cider and cookies kind of thing. So if there's purpose behind it and you spend the holiday season establishing this event, I think that's different than a holiday open house. Totally agree. I'm going to leave us today with this quote from Kobe Bryant. The most important thing is to try and inspire people so that they can be great in whatever they want to do. Attitude to choice. Make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at Integra Agency. Agent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com.